This week, I share with you my true passion of marketing and how to get your business in everybody's mouth in your area. I love doing this kind of work, and I truly wish I could help every single beauty and barber pro one-on-one with this because for me, it's just so fun to present your business to the community. So it takes strategy, patience, sometimes a budget, and a true belief in yourself that it'll work. So if you're ready to create a buzz for you and your salon, spa, or barbershop, let's go. Are you a beauty or barber pro looking for that push to do that thing you've always wanted to do, whether it's in or out of the salon, spa, or shop? Are you tired of not feeling good enough, smart enough, skilled enough? Are you tired of not getting a handle on your mental health, boundaries, and insecurities? I'm Christine Sherwood, the Beauty Pro Coach, an internationally certified coach, a salon and spa owner, and your personal Jiminy Cricket. I use my own experiences, good and bad, as a salon owner to help you be more self-aware, authentic, and forward-thinking in your approach to life in and out of the salon. It's time to reach your version of success with the Beauty Pro Coach Podcast. So if you've been listening to the Beauty Pro Podcast for a while now, thank you so much. And you'll also know how much I love marketing and discovering new ways to tell the world the good news of how I, as a owner of a salon or spa, how my team can help people with their problem with, you know, being beautified. And so I'm here to tell you how to help you, how to help with your problem with getting people to buy your solution, which is your services. So are you with me? Good, great, fabulous. So you are a professional beauty or barber pro and you can help people solve their ugly, okay? By providing them your specific skills, methods, strategies only you can give that no one else can. Okay. There's only one you and there's only one way that you do things and no one else is going to do those same things because they're not you. You get it? (laughs) So today we're going to look at some practical applications or solutions that I have actually done in my salon and spa that have absolutely created a stir. And they've definitely brought in new clients, created the unity within my team. And not to mention, it just feels good to get out there and work in a different way while you're putting your best face forward. So without further ado, here are the ways. So the first way, in-house salon events. Okay, we're talking open houses. We're talking open houses with vendors, hosting a class, photo shoots. Okay. So if we're going to do an open house for the clients, which can also, you can also call it, you know, client appreciation or open house or holiday party, whatever, get creative with it. Okay. Have fun. This is something you can do one to twice a year. I like to model my business after worldwide companies. All right. So think Victoria's Secret and their semi-annual sale. Semi means half. We know this. So they do it twice a year. 
I personally stock up on all those bras and panties. So think of your clients <laughs> during you know, your semi-annual sale. They're going to stock up on all the shampoos, conditioners, uh, products, boutique items, whatever it is. Okay. My favorite time of year to do these events uh, is, you know, February for the first one. Valentine's Day with all the hearts. That is super easy to be like, client appreciation, let us love you, you know, that kind of thing. And then the second time in November, December for the holidays, um, because it's the holidays and they can get, you know, early Christmas shopping, early Hanukkah gifts, you know, whatever it is, um, Black Friday sales, that kind of thing. We actually just had our first client appreciation day this past May. It was the first one, first event that we have done since COVID. Like it was a first real thing in, in like two, three years. It felt so weird. And I got to say I was really rusty, but it came out beautiful. I think much better than I expected. And I want to just tell you that there's no rule when you should host these events. Okay. It's only now, like for me and our salon, like it's only now that we're finally like getting back into like creating a stir, getting back to hosting events, you know, promoting a lot of stuff because everybody's been so scared and let's be real and raw. Like money is super tight right now. Whether you're an owner, you're an employee, you're a booth runner, like everything's expensive. Hosting these events can be expensive if you're not careful. Um, but another thing is too, like for my salon, we're very seasonal. And because we're very seasonal hosting this event back in May, I really wanted to grab that seasonal audience before they go back up north. So where we are in Florida, it's a very like seasonal place, very tidal wave kind of thing. And our season is really like end of November, you know, to early, late May, early June. And so we wanted to grab that audience before they went back home. And for you, if you are in a seasonal place, pay attention to that because you're going to have that play into when you host your events, okay, where you're going to make money. You can have open houses for a week, a weekend, a day, a couple hours. Like it all depends on what your goal is and what's easiest for you. So you really got to get in tune and write down your vision, your mission, your value for that particular event. And we actually talk about vision, mission, and values in a previous podcast episode. So make sure you go check that out. So lately for me, I'm really into creating this sense of urgency. So we had our open house client appreciation event for one day from four to six. And that made it a point for clients to come in during those hours, enjoy some hors d'oeuvres, buy some gift cards, sign up for some service, a new service demos, right? We made a good chunk from that time frame in gift cards alone. Okay. 
So which, by the way, here's a good idea. You can try it. If you don't like it, if it doesn't work for you, you don't have to do it again. But gift cards are great because you don't have to try too hard. Our promo that we did was buy a $100 gift card at some percentage off. So you pick any percentage and and take that percentage off of the, the value of the gift card. So I don't remember what we did. Otherwise, I would tell you. But so they're getting the value. So let's say they're getting the $100 value of the card, but they're giving you physical money a percentage less. Okay. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, send me a message on Instagram and I will explain further. But I mean, this is just an idea, right? You can, if you have creative ideas and you want to give it a go, do it. Always keep in mind your profit though. Okay. We want to make a profit. So with gift cards, it's only, it only applies to services. You can't buy gift cards to use on products. It doesn't make sense. You can't redeem it for cash. You got to find ways to hook the people so that they can spend more money at a later time. Okay. Okay. The other in-house event is an open house event with vendors. So this, it's kind of more or less the same concept here. All right, you have your salon as a venue and then you have little booths and you can charge those booths a small fee for them to rent your little space to set up, okay? They get to promote their services to your clients. You're collaborating with your community. Everyone gets good exposure, okay? You wanna be able to help your clients, your collaborators, but you also wanna get a little something for yourself too. Like another way is you can have them be there for free Okay, your vendors for free, and you can give them a percentage of ticket sales. Okay, this incentivizes them to, uh, you know, to be collaborators, to tell their audience, so more people come to the salon. Or, you know, you could just be really generous and just be like, hey, come on out to the salon, hang out with us, you know, what's good? And like, we're all one big community here. You could do that. I don't know. I'm just like really into making profit lately. I've been taking some courses and just creating ideas and ways to make a profit for the place. So that's just me. Another thing you could do in the salon is host a class. This could be, this is a great way to show your neighbors that you're an open book. Okay. So you can host a class, you know, in for the beauty community or barbers. So you can have a barber come in and teach a class of one of his techniques, a makeup artist, an esthetician, something like that, that's industry related. You can do that. And then you can film the behind the scenes, post it on social media, lets your clients really see you in your element. And it brings a sense of pride to them and bragging rights for your clients of that's, that's my salon. That's my stylist. Check it out. You know, you can do that. You can you can charge tickets to attendees. You can collab with the educator. This is a great way to get creative. Okay. Hosting classes. Here's the other side of the coin. You can host a class for your clients. So if you have a really great, beautiful space, you can host like a yoga class or a painting, you know, sip and sip and sing. I don't know. Like you can come up with really great ideas. Just get creative and always have in mind what's in it for them. 
no one's going to buy a ticket. No one's going to come to a party if there's not something in it for them. Okay. What's in it for them? Always think about that. My personal favorite, photo shoots. Oh my freaking goodness. That's another thing that we haven't done in my salon in a very long time just because of, um, you know, the pandemic, walkouts, just lack of, you know, creativity because you're exhausted, right? You want to do photo shoots. These are multi-purpose events, all right? You get to collab with a photographer, makeup artist, your favorite client, you film behind the scenes content. The photographer takes photos of your work for the future and you get future content. Your client gets to see a different side of you and they don't have a say on what you do to their hair, um, which is a total score, by the way. Your team, the newer stylists, they get to get a little bit creative. You know, They get to be have pressure on them on what it's really like in a real um, uh, photo shoot. Like there's no time. You need to like know your vision, create it, get out of there, let the photographer do his thing. And then you go home. Like it's a full work day. Okay. A little tiny photo shoot, it turns into like this whole ordeal. Okay. You're building relationships in every way with this kind of thing. Plus you're letting loose creatively. So be prepared to be fully exhausted. Your team is going to be so pumped up. There's so much win, but there's so much drain too, but in a good way. So keep that in mind. You're probably like, okay, yeah, that all sounds great. But Christine, where do I get the money for this? All right. Yes. Especially right now with the, everything being so sky high, these events, they do cost a little bit. And if you're smart, you're going to find ways how to still have a good time without spending so much money. When it comes to the photo shoots, that one should literally only cost you time and energy. You shouldn't have to buy anything. You keep it simple. You keep the vision simple. When it comes to a class, the only person that should really be spending any money, really, if anything, is probably the the teacher, the educator. You as the host shouldn't really be spending anything unless you want to have your, the students, the attendees, you know, have some um, hors d'oeuvres, drinks, snacks, that kind of thing. The client appreciation event, that one will probably cost you the most depending on how you do it because you got to have the hors d'oeuvres, you have the drinks, you have the entertainment, like you got to figure out how to keep them engaged and having fun so that they can buy. So keep that in mind. Like think of Victoria's Secret, Bath Body Works, like they are retail stores. How do they keep you engaged? They keep you engaged by the emails, the text blast, the marketing. That's where they spend their most money in the marketing, in the commercial. So just keep that in mind when you're planning these events. Okay. out of house events. These are really fun. And all you have to do is just show up as yourself with your team, with your friends, your family, whoever it is. A favorite one that I love that I've really been getting into lately are those 5Ks, those charity events, right? 
I mean, we did one. When did we do it? I want to say it might have been February, maybe March. Um, we did a walk and we brought our puppies and we had it was like a salon fun day right? You see us getting all sweaty, no makeup, real and raw with our dogs. You know, we're just walking the event or running, whatever you want. We wear our team t-shirts. We get out in the community where the community can see us. You can have a, you can have a booth, you can have a vendor there, you can just walk it, you can, whatever it is. And that's so much fun. Okay. And then afterwards you feel so good. You're so adrenalized. Another one is go to the career fairs at the high schools, at the um, cosmetology schools. I say high schools because like one of my, one of my team members today was just telling me, you want to get them thinking about working for you even before they even need a job. And I was like, poof, that is so genius. Absolutely. So you go to the high schools to their career fairs. You go to the career fairs of the cosmetology schools. You just have fun. You got to show up to where your ideal audience is. If you're recruiting, you got to be where your future teammates are at. The other thing is hair shows, classes, continued education. Go to where the education is whether that's New York Fashion Week at the Wella Studio or Paul Mitchell, or it's, you know, a Hanzo haircutting class in your neighbor's salon, like you show up to where it is. It's networking at the, at its highest level, which that's another in-house salon event that you can do. You could do a networking event. You can talk to, you know, your local realtors association, it could be like, listen, I'd love to host you guys in my salon. It's a beautiful space. You guys can do whatever you got to do and I'll just be the host. And if you want to, here's a fee. Or if not, you know, everybody who shows up gets a gift certificate on, on us or whatever. Okay. Get creative and just remember you don't want to spend money. Be smart about this. Again, I want to really like get into your mind that how frequently should you do these events? These events can cost money and sometimes they can cost more than what you were hoping to get out of it. And so, like I said before, I love to create a demand. A time limit does that. It creates hype. It creates FOMO. You need to make money. When it comes to your education, that needs to be ongoing. Okay, so any class, you need to be doing that like monthly, right? When it comes to collaborations, also keep that going a lot of times, but keep it, keep the big eventful stuff, like the client appreciation events, that kind of thing. Keep that probably once a quarter. Okay, once a quarter, semi-annual, all right, because you don't want to like lose the specialness of it. Okay. Keep it simple. Simple is more. Less is more. When you're planning, whether it's an outing with a team, you're hosting an event for an organization, you are hosting your own event, you got to reverse engineer it. So what I mean is pick a date that works for you. 
and you got to work backwards to the present day of today. So if you want to host a Christmas event, you need to pick the day now in December and work your way backwards up until today so that you can make sure that all the emails are going out, all of the signage is complete, you are ready to go. And then when the day comes, boom, you got nothing to worry about except collect payments. Make sense? This is going to help you not be so stressed. People get stressed and they hate hosting events because they don't know how to do it properly. Mind you, I've been doing this for a very long time. I went to school for this. This is what this is a part of what public relations is all about. And I can tell you, even I get stressed. I mean, I still get stressed when I have planned it so well. It's just part of what it is, but that's what makes it fun too. But the more organized you are, the more detail oriented you are, the less you're going to be so frantic and you'll be actually, you'll actually be able to enjoy the event. Okay. Make sense? So if you have any questions about this, if you want to tell me some of the events that you have done already, I would love to hear from you. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Talk to me in in the emails. I want to hear from you. Let's brainstorm to make your next event in the salon or out of it a absolute success. So these are the methods or the ways that I've done for my own salon that actually have worked for me. It creates a buzz. It's so unmatched and just so refreshing to get everyone involved. It can be stressful. Absolutely. The planning, the organization, but the more you plan, the more organized you are for a seamless run, it's going to be so successful and it will pay off. Just think about the details and most importantly, have fun. Until next time. If you loved this episode, subscribe to the Beauty Pro Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to leave your reviews, stars, feedback so I can continue bringing the content you deserve and want most. Your feedback fuels this podcast. The more you give, the more you get back. You can follow me at The Beauty Pro Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Want to contact me directly? Email me at be free at goldentruthcoaching.com.